You're listening to a Sales Culture Toddcast with Todd Cohen. Hey everyone, it's Todd Cohen. Good morning from a cold and in the first time in five years, I can actually say snowy Philadelphia. Now, I'm a little upset because my, my guest and my good friend, Gene Marks, who actually lives in Philadelphia, wisely made the decision. I'm not sure quite how he managed to work the timing out. Is actually, where are you, Gene? In Florida, if yes, I'm not mistaken. in Sanibel. We drove down 20 hours with the dog. Uh, we've been down here for almost six weeks and uh, highly recommend it to anybody. It's, the weather's been beautiful. How's it going in Philly? How did you manage to like figure out that we were going to have this snowstorm? Any idea? <laughs> I know, really. Timed it in advance, but it has been, uh, it, it was a good decision to make. And, and I'm going to tell all of you guys watching this right now, if you come down to Florida, it's like going back in time. It's 2019 here. Everybody's partying. Nobody's wearing masks. All the restaurants are open. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's it's 2019 here. It's crazy. Well, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we uh, won't either am I. We, we won't even get into that conversation. Yeah. So, so everybody, welcome to my good friend. Am I allowed to say that, Gene? My yes. good friend, yes. uh, Gene Marks, who I have known uh, through the National Speakers Association and then beyond the National Speakers Association. Uh, I've always wanted to be Gene when I grow up. I, I'm still hoping for that day, uh, one day. So Gene, uh, you know, I could, I could read your bio. The accolades uh, are uh, as long as both my arms. Just tell us. Uh, you know, how many things are you writing for right now? I know you're doing a podcast, a podcast. I'm doing a Toddcast. You're doing a <laughs> with the Hartford. Right. Uh, talk to us. Tell me so, what you're up to. Well, I have two jobs, right? So, um, you know, number one is I run a company um, outside of Philadelphia and we sell CRM systems, customer relationship management systems. Right. So we do five of them, Todd, and we are um, the fiber like Salesforce, Microsoft Dynamics, Zoho, uh, pipe drive, it's a new one we just took on, and Goldmine, which is like an old yeah. school CRM. We got about yeah. 600 clients. We serve them, uh, do all the implementations. So uh, that's that's a big part of me paying my bills. Um, and then um, I also do a lot of writing. So I'm writing every week for the Philadelphia Inquirer, for the Guardian, uh, for the Hill, for the Washington Times, uh, for Forbes, and for Entrepreneur. Um, and I write on um, public policy, economics, uh, trends that affect businesses, small and medium-sized businesses. I laugh because, Todd, like I write, I write for the, uh, the Guardian actually twice a week, which is to the left of Karl Marx. And then I write for the Washington Times, which is like to the right of Mussolini. And somehow <laughs> I come in in the middle of all of that because we're just talking about what things that affect, you know, running a small business. So that's, um, that's really sort of like the main stuff that I do. And yes, I host a podcast for the Hartford, which comes out a few times a month where we just talk about different, um, you know, issues affecting small businesses and success stories among the small business community. So join us. Uh, it's the Hartford Small Biz Ahead podcast. All right. Now, awesome. Because now we got are, all that out of the way. You, you are so busy. It is just crazy. And uh, look, you and I are both, uh, our passion is, uh, you know, professional speaking. We speak yeah. to a lot of the same audiences, actually. So let me let me get into the meat of what I want to ask you. The first thing is, I, you know, I've read a lot of your stuff. I always read your stuff. And, um, you know, pandemic, pandemic, COVID, COVID, pandemic. <laughs> Let's face it, it's all it's been in our consciousness. That and politics. There's, there's right? been a, a theme of, this year. <laughs> yeah, there's been a theme, you know, since uh, over a year ago. Now, here's yeah. my question. 
what are the two or three biggest things that have changed other than, well, let me back up. Let me ask the question differently. Okay. When the pandemic first started, uh, let's say a little bit less than a year ago, it's hard to believe it's only been 10 months. I know, I know. Or 11 months since this all went down. I know. Now that we're sitting here 11 months later, what's the outlook for small business? What is the outlook for people like me and you, entrepreneurs, and more like me, a solopreneur? So I have never been uh, more bullish about small businesses and and more positive. I still think that we've got um, a couple months of of rough waters um, while people get vaccinated. And I'm really thrilled that the government is focused on getting people vaccinated, among other things. So, um, but but Todd, I I have to tell you, um, from the medical people that I talk to, which includes my sister, who's very well involved in the whole program, um, you know, I, I, across the board, my understanding is by uh, by the summertime, by the end of June, early July, anybody who wants a vaccination will have had you know the availability to get one. Uh, the people that don't won't. Um, so that, that's a really good thing. So the the business owners that have been able to pivot and innovate and mm-hmm. and and there have been plenty. I mean, I've learned a lot from this pandemic that are still around. Um, those are are gonna are gonna prosper like in a significant way, um, and I think that um, you know once we hit the middle of this year, I think we're gonna be looking at a big boom in this economy. I do not buy into people aren't gonna be traveling or people aren't gonna be going to conferences or that. I I think that's absolutely false. Um, I do. You know, I think people are they, they want to get out there and they want to travel. I think they want to spend their money. The the savings rate in the U.S. right now is about thirteen percent, which is double the normal savings rate. Um, mm-hmm. And our household wealth across the country. And I'm not putting aside there are a lot of people that are suffering. Don't get me wrong, but the average household wealth across the country is the highest level it's been since 1975. So that's well, a lot of pent up spending. That's out. Yeah. There. So so you bring up some really good points, right? I mean, obviously you do because this is what you spend your life studying and writing. Yeah. And, and you're like one, you're like one of the three people on this planet that I follow because you do have such uh, an egalitarian and wide-ranging view of things, right? You don't necessarily, you know, plant your flag in any one particular place, which I appreciate, uh, and I think is is so rare today, Gene. Um, now, so you know, as a speaker, I've had to reinvent my business, yeah. right? I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, I think the majority of speakers will are still having a lot of trouble figuring out how to do it. I, I, you know, when this all went down, I just, I bought the green screen. I just figured out how to do it. And I became a zoom expert, although I'm, I am not an expert by any stretch. And I am. I I, I gotta interrupt you. I gotta interrupt you giving that speech. Yes. You, I mean, I'm, I've seen what you have done and you get it. And, and honestly, I mean, I have met a lot of speakers who don't get it. Like they they are still giving their presentations on a webcam, like, like I'm using right now. I don't right. consider this to be a presentation. I consider this to be a you know a conversation. They don't invest. They have not pivoted. You walk around the city of Philadelphia. These restaurant owners have spent money and investments in building all of their outdoor things. The bubbles. Retailers, right? They've invested in. They expanded on e-com- e-commerce. Has increased anywhere from thirty-five to forty-five percent this year because of all these small business owners reinvesting in their businesses and pivoting. And you. Did the exact same thing. You put money out. You built a studio inside of your home, and you are giving these qu- yeah these quality engaging presentations. And by the way, this will be a long term benefit for you. Now, I did something different because I don't want to deal with 
I can't even imagine the headaches that you have had setting this thing up. And the, even when we were getting this thing and like the microphone wasn't working, that would drive, I would go insane and stuff like that. So I pay, I hired, I partnered with a studio in Philadelphia and all the presentations I've been doing and I've, I've done, I don't know, 20 or 30 of them it, just in the past six months. I just go to the studio and they just do it all. I pay them. I build that into my fees. Um, and it's, and it's, and then I just, I show up and I speak cause that's what, yep. that's what I know how to do. Yep. Yep. But my point is, is that the smart speakers, I think, um, have, have pivoted like smart business owners. They've made changes, they've made investments and they, they, they haven't, they, they don't feel sorry for themselves and they're not doing things the old ways. And there are a lot of great technologies out there that you can use. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so, so we're going to get to the technologies in a yep. second. I think that's really important because, you know, the one thing I've seen is everybody's doing a podcast now. It's like I can't yep. even keep up, right? I mean, if I really were serious about, you know, this podcast, I would be doing it three times a week. I just right. don't have the energy for it. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm doing too many other things, right? I'm booking live gigs. Here's And I appreciate all the kind words. And here's what I'm really getting at. You know, the, the, f from a speaker's perspective, and you and I are both professional speakers, right. you know, what I'm hearing from my customers, my clients, is they can't wait to get to an event again. They're so sick of Zoom, Zoom fatigue, online fatigue. You know, I spoke to a client yesterday and she said, this is my ninth uh, online conversation today. My jaw hurts. My back hurts. I hate this. I just want to be away from everything. What, what's your perspective on people, this pent up? what I think is pent up demand to get back into the world and have live events again. Like, so I, 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 think it's, I, I think it's absolutely going to happen. Um, I think that there is, I think people, people, human beings want to interact with each other. They like going right. to events. It's, it just, and again, I just, um, I don't know, Todd, you read, I'm in the media. So I know about all the falsehoods that go on in the media and you know, the media likes to make its money by terrifying people or by making predictions that, you know, right. And, and, oh, people aren't going to travel again or go to a conferences. If you're a speaker, that's not the case. Having said that, I think what of the many, many things that business owners have learned like speakers is that, um, there are, there are other ways now to make money mm -hmm. and, and this, this virtual thing you're doing this virtual thing right now, Todd. Uh, my belief is that you are going to be out speaking as often as as you were before. However, you now have another market of people that will hire you to do just what you're doing right now. They're going to pay you less, but who cares? You're in your home right now. So instead of getting X dollars for, for being away for three days, you'll get you know a portion less, but still plenty for you just to like walk into your studio in your home and do your thing for an hour and then you know, walk out. The smart, you know, this, and that's how I look at it. Like there are a lot of people that, that have not hired me in the past because they can't, they couldn't afford the fees. Um, now we're going back to them and saying, listen, clearly this virtual thing, it works. People are using it. It's completely acceptable. It's whatever. The smart organizations are putting together a virtual arm of their conferences. And I say, all right, instead of paying me X, pay me Y. And I'll just do this remotely for you. And at least you get me and whatever. The other thing, one final thing is you were mentioning about people complaining, oh, my back hurts. I'm talking into my webcam, whatever. Look at you right now. You are standing as if you're giving a presentation. Do you know it's what I mean? Video. It's my stage. You this move around, stage. man. Yeah, yeah, you're doing your thing. And that's the way I felt like when I go into the studio in Philly, they've got two cameras, not just one. So they switch right. between the two. And I and I'm just like, I'm standing, I'm walking around, I'm like Jim Cramer on Mad Money, you know, like kind of thing. And um, so I'm not getting bored or I'm not like my back isn't hurting or whatever. I'm like, it's if I'm on stage, 
except See, there's another, and there's another camera angle, but there I just don't go. have the green screen big enough yet to cover yeah. the room. And, uh, you know, I don't live in a mansion, so I've actually had to use my office slash spare bedroom slash whatever. And what I really want to do is paint that back wall green, but I think my wife is going to have my head if I try to do that. And you know my lovely, beautiful Karen. So um, so, so here's here's another question for you, Gene, that I'm, I'm really anxious for your, your opinion on. Uh, you know, when this started, I think that there were a gazillion people out there who said, wow, we can shut all our real estate down. We can send everybody home forever. We can save money, which I happen to think is the worst short-term yeah. decision. Bullshit. Bullshit. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Well, yeah. no, I mean, I'm hoping you were going to validate my point. And I want my audience to know, I did not ask Gene any questions in advance. He did no. not know what was coming. No. He has opinions all over the board. Well, let me I love about the guy and we both love corned beef at Schlesinger's but anyhow but <laughs> well let me tell you why I think it's crazy is that um since since 2005 I have ran a virtual company okay so we've been doing the whole work from home thing we don't have offices so let me tell you what real life is like at a virtual company we are the world's most dysfunctional company you know <laughs> I mean we have I've got people all over the place we never see each other. We, uh, you know, they, they come, they go They're, you know, whatever. Now listen, okay. Yeah. My overhead is low, but we're not a team. We lose out on that. We right. lose out on innovation. We lose out on sharing ideas. This is just, that's the model that I have and they're good, but then they are bad to it. When people say like, oh, they're going to shut down offices and all that. It's just such nonsense there. My, my, what I know is, is that finally all of those millennials, Todd, who have been begging for work from home and remote working, you know, your options and their employers like my age are like, no, that's a way that won't work, whatever. Now the employers have had to do it. And they're like, oh my God, this stuff actually works. Who knew? You know, I mean, right. So the millennials are right all along. And what we're going to see now is that any company, just like they're offering health insurance and retirement plans, they will, every good company will have a work from home program. I mean, it's just, it's just a given. It's going to be a, a required benefit. Um, and sure, so employees, that means that they can work from home maybe two days a week or something like that. But we're going to want them to come in the office. We do want to see their faces. We do want to talk to them. Well, and that's and that's what I'm getting at, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's what I'm getting at. I want to make sure that people haven't lost big sight of the uh, sight of the big picture that that, you know, you may save money on real estate, but your health care costs for emotional depression, overeating, alcoholism. I mean, if anybody looked at my trash on, on, on trash day, they think I was an AA. I'm not kidding you. But, <laughs> I mean, our alcohol, you know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm uh, I hear you. but I'm heavier than I have been. Uh, you know, we we're not, you know, we're, we're trying to be more fit. My wife is doing a much better job at it than I am. And I think what worries me so much is that, there is no long-term cost savings to this. I can see, yes, you want to work home one one day a week, you know, have at it. Sure. And I also think, and I'm curious on your opinion on this as well, you know, from a legal perspective, you know, there's so much happening, you know, court cases and and legal proceedings and HR. And, you know, to me, there's, a, there, there's a, going to be a world of case law that hasn't even yet begun to be born or written about, wait a minute. Who was in that room when we made that judgment? I'm yeah. sorry. You know, who who was actually within earshot? Wait a minute. Maybe, you know, I mean, things like this. And I'm not a lawyer, you know. I, I mean, I play one on TV, but that's as close as I come. <laughs> um, I mean, what's your thought on that? You know, other long-term ramifications. I think that's a really interesting thought. Um, I, I like your mental health point as well. 
Um, I also think that uh, when people talk about work from home, um, the best example you can look at is WeWork. I mean, WeWork was destined for the graveyard, right? I mean, they're this remote working. They were apparently mismanaged. They were like, you know, in this whole work from home thing, you'd be like the first people are going to go or like companies like WeWork that have these like, you know, these all who's going to the office anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they're through the roof. They're planning it. They're 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 going public soon. They said that they're going to be profitable, like starting next quarter. And the reason why is because people are coming back, and a lot of companies now are yeah, they're they're changing the way they're looking at their their real estate. They might lease a few less square feet in the corporate headquarters, but now they're going to WeWork and they're leasing square footage with with WeWork facilities for their employees to go to when they work out of the office. In other words, it's still getting them out of the office. You right. know what I mean? Right. The other thing to keep in mind is that um, in the third quarter of this you know, past year, there was the highest level of startup applications filed with the you know than than in the past 20 years. And the reason why is because so many people were working from home Apparently, all those corporate employees that are so slammed and busy all the time. Apparently, they're not as busy as we think because yeah. they seem to be able to find some time to like start up little businesses on the side, you yeah. know, while they're working from yeah. home. And I think you're going to see an explosion of startups over the next couple of years, and they're going to need workspace as well. They can't all do that from their house, from their home. So, what's your perspective on? You know, I do a lot of work in franchises, and, you, and mm -hmm. you've actually opened up some wonderful doors for me over the years. And you know, the UPS store is wonderful long-term clients, and I just did a whole series of videos for them on on customer service, actually. Um, and uh, so, you know, you you not only are you a dear friend, you have been a you have been a wonderful supporter. <laughs> They're a great um, company. Well, you and you've been a wonderful supporter of my work for years because you get it. Everyone yeah, is now. Anybody listening to this is thinking, you know, we're paying each other to say these things. We're really not everybody. <laughs> truly not. It's just this is what a relationship looks like. This is what two people who actually believe in each other's message looks like. And I would say to everybody listening, who in your virtual team, which is my which is my, you know, my thing, one of the things I teach, who in your world truly, truly believes in your message? Well, Gene is one of the guys that we just have, you know, ongoing mutual belief in, in the other's work. Um, so here's. So, so now that I put that disclaimer out there, let me ask this question. Uh, I do a lot of work, as I started to say a moment ago, in the franchisor world, right? right? Franchisees and franchisors. I would think in this coming, whatever we're going to call this next wave, right? Post-COVID, whatever right. it's going to be. I would think the world of the franchisors and the franchise is going to explode, right? I mean, this reminds me of 2007 and 2008. This is like Groundhog to me again. Excuse yep. me, Groundhog Day to me again. Yep. This is back when you and I met. This was back when LexisNexis, you know, eliminated my position and you know gave me a big chance to interview for a new position. And <laughs> there was, they already had it decided I was never going to, you know, stay there. Uh, and and entrepreneurs blew up. That's when I started. What's your thought on that franchise? Yeah. I mean, I think from the franchise world is just any other opportunity that that entrepreneurs will have. I think that um, that my 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 biggest thought on franchisers is that it's it's going to be a service based mm -hmm. experienced mm -hmm. experience for a franchise. Like the UPS stores, you use them as an example because they're a great client of yours. They're a service based business. Mm -hmm. um, franchisers in the you know back in the day, um, you know, would open up stores to sell things. Well, the world has changed. You can buy a lot of things um, online now more than ever before. Mm -hmm. And if you walk down 7th Avenue in New York City, 
that Seventh Avenue, Todd. Do you guys do, do you guys watch like uh, the Adventures of Mrs. Maisel on Amazon? Have you seen that? Are you are you kidding? That's one of okay. our favorite films. Yeah. So you see, like New York City in the early 1960s. New York yep. City does not look like that today. You no see, she's as she's walking down the street. There's shoe shops and dress stores, and the, they don't have any of that because you can buy all that stuff online now. But right. now what that's been replaced by is experiences, which means coffee shops and UPS stores and you know, smoothie shops and laser tag and whatever, that stuff that you can't buy on Amazon. So absolutely. the future of franchising is, is absolutely going to be strong, but it's going to be strong with the people that are selling experiences sure. and services, right? Well, and, and if I can give a plug for my client, the UPS stores, it's not about going in there to ship something. It's about going in there and working with somebody who's part of your community, you know, right. a service provider and, and the franchisees who get that do great, right? Yep. Um, okay, so let me come back to this office space issue here for one second. Sure. So you don't see a day when, when cities just become ghost towns, right? When there's a big moat around the city and, you know, a big uh, fence and uh, overgrown weeds and buildings. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being very, of course, I understand. tongue in cheek. I, I don't right. see that day either. I, our economy, I think, would absolutely never recover from that. I mean, first of all, you know, I, I think about, uh, you know, Woody Allen was interviewed after like the 2008 crash about, you know, is New York ever going to recover? And he was like, of course it's going to recover. It's New York, you know? And right. you saw Jerry Seinfeld wrote something last summer, yes. uh, you know, about, you know, New York, you know, uh, you know, always going to be New York. And, and I, 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 New York just as a representation of all cities around the country, um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that people like to congregate in urban areas. People like to hang out with people. Right. It's just, it's a human thing. So right. the cities are are not going to go away. And even though if you walk around Manhattan right now, it's kind of a ghost town. It's pretty depressing. There is, do we have any doubt in our mind that None. within the next five years, it is going to be back and bigger than ever because it's just New York and the same for None. Chicago, Philly, Boston, and all those other towns. Now, does that mean that people you know won't be working remotely more? There's more incentive for smaller towns or smaller you know, you know, places where you can move to and work remotely from. Um, I think that plenty of people will be doing that too. But this is a big country. It's a big yeah, country. And that's, and that's just it. And I mean, look, you and I both live in Center City, Philadelphia. Yeah. I can't even imagine uh, not uh, being able to go to, you know, Schlesinger's where you and I like yeah. to yeah. feel. I mean, not that I'm giving them a plug necessarily. <laughs> I, do, I do like their food. Or any of the other places that you and I just like to, you know, you know, frequent. And I, I mean, I know that, you know, we're all Rammy from being locked in. All right. Let me, let me switch gears with you again a little bit. That's so from the world of the entrepreneur of which you are, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, really everybody's an entrepreneur, a partner in a law firm, a partner in an accounting firm, because really at the end of the day, we're all running our own businesses, right? Whether right. you work for a big company or you're doing it like I am and like you are two or three pieces of quick clipped, sound bites advice for the entrepreneur like what's the what's top of mind for you right now so a couple things first of all um if you're an entrepreneur just like i think todd you've realized you, you got to delegate you have to delegate i mean i there are too many entrepreneurs that i meet that try to do too many things on their own and yep. you are not an expert at a yo you are an expert at what you do so open up your pockets invest mm -hmm. in other people build that virtual team that you talk about and and you know and 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 delegate roles, you know. So that, that's like the number one thing that you that you have to do, you know. Number two is about being an entrepreneur is um, stop considering 
entrepreneurism is some kind of romantic thing that you're doing. It is a hard, painful, yes. cold world out there. I mean, Todd, yes. you are super successful as a speaker, and yet you and I both struggle every day. We're battling for more work. We're battling competition. Oh my God, you are speaking my you you are yeah. you were singing my song. And so whenever I hear people come to me saying, "Oh, I just thought I could be my own boss and I can you know start my own business and then have you know oh it'll be great I'll be saving the world and you know whatever like first of all just wake up and realize that nobody is going to be just giving you money. So you have to prepare yourself for a very tough, cold world out there if you're going to start and be an entrepreneur. And more importantly, don't think that you have to whatever you're going to sell has to be a sexy thing to sell. You right. know, the people that I know that make the most money are the ones that sell the most unsexy things right. because they're profitable. So right. it's fine that if you sell things that aren't, you know, you aren't that sexy. So those are just some of my thoughts. You know, if you're going to start up a business or even as you are an entrepreneur right now, um, you know, make it profit driven. You know, make sure that you're delegating your work um, and, and then brace yourself. One final thing um, that I'll, I'll just uh, kind of finish with is that if you are going to start up a business or even if you're struggling running your own business, you mentioned about uh, mental health. It is just so, so important uh, to have a good work-life balance. Um, and, and I know a lot of people that um, I have a few clients that see, you know, psychologists or therapists just on their own to talk to. It's so important to have some type of outlet um, because you don't want to have your work consume you. And I've seen a lot of people go out of business because it becomes a 24 hour job. Life is too short. As, as I've said, uh, kiddingly and not so kiddingly, so I, I, I came out of the womb with my first referral slip to a therapist, you know, 50, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I talked to a therapist today. I, it is an incredible balancing, uh, experience for me. Yes. I have been for years off and on. And, you know, I think, I think this is such, and I'll tell you, I, I so hate these cliches, and I, I almost re, I almost used the word unprecedented, and I was going to smack myself, right? Mm. You know, I'm so sick of the cliches, unprecedented, and pivot, and blah 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 blah. If I hear it one more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Uh, but these times are just so unique to to all of it. There, I come up with a new word, so yeah. unusual to all of this that this is you know this is what I'm getting at. I think all these business leaders, and I'll I'll, I'll say this to HR people in particular. We haven't even begun to see the long-term impact of health issues yes. that this year or looks like it's going to be year and change um, is going to produce. You know, all this money saving, I think, is going to be spent. I think and I think I'm curious what your thought is on this, Gene. Um, I was saying to somebody the other day. I think healthcare company, healthcare insurance company, insurance, health insurance companies, you know, yep. they're going to have to rethink how they provide coverage. Yep mental and emotional health because yeah. that is going to go off the charts. Yep. And I think a lot of people are realizing the benefits. You know what I realized that Todd was um, when my wife and I were trying to have our first kid, we went through like over two years of infertility. That's and in it the was, dark ages. What's that? In the dark ages. In the dark ages, right. So this back in, back in the 90s. And um, they were, you know, and it, it was very, very tough, more so on, on Angela, my wife, than it was for me. Uh, but it's very emotional. And um, she said she wanted to go and see a therapist who mm -hmm. specialized in infertility. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, come on. We don't need, what are, you know, what are these, you know, whatever. Finally, she dragged me along. And Todd, I mean, we went to a half dozen sessions. We went to this woman who, number one, she specializes in infertility. So this is like what she does. It's not mm -hmm. just somebody who doesn't know what they're talking Number two is, is that she, we're paying her to be without, she has no agenda. 
She has no emotional baggage. She's not a family member or a friend. She's just listening to the issues and then talking through the issues just as just a, as a paid professional to, to hear me out and hear my wife out. And it was an eye-opening experience because it made me realize that good therapists, good psychologists, even if it's a good coach that you have, you know, these are people that should be coming to you as just an outside professional that you can talk to about your business and your life and your balance and your family. Um, and they can give you, they don't have an agenda. They can just talk to you and help you through that. And it really made me appreciate the value of, of having that kind of counseling. And I think you're right. Mental health is going to be a very, very big, listen, um, just before I, I yell, more than a, a trillion and a half dollars. No, I'm sorry. A billion and a half dollars. Not a trillion. A billion and a half dollars, $1.5 billion has been invested in mental health startups this year from venture capital funding. And that's an all-time high. And I, I think we're just saying that at the beginning. And I think, as I said, I think in terms of, uh, I think there's a lot that hasn't even begun to be written, both right. from a legal perspective and a wellness perspective. I had a wonderful uh, lady, Heather Hirsch, on a few months back and my Oh my goodness, it's back in May, my Toddcast series when I launched the Toddcast. And she's a psychologist and she and her company is Thrive Wellness. And she's this is all she talks about. Mm -hmm. And this was back in May, we were talking about the looming crisis, right? And we didn't right. even it was nobody thought it was going to go this long. I mean, nobody ever dreamed. I remember a conversation you and I had last April. I probably said by the end of the summer, we're all good. You, I'm said, you said exactly. You said by September, we'll all yep. be back on airplanes again. Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> and I remember it vividly. I remember I was standing outside walking over to Whole Foods. I remember yeah. having a conversation with you. In fact, I think I was standing across from your, your sister's medical office, which is, you know, just a few blocks away yep. from me. Yep. And uh, when you said that, and I remember looking inside going, is he right? Uh, <laughs> and, um, but, uh, you know, actually, I've taken a few trips. I'm, I'm actually heading down to Houston uh, on Monday to See, see some clients. I'm being very controlled. I actually did my first live gig uh, two weeks ago in West Virginia. Uh, it was all set up appropriately. It was socially distanced. It worked out actually really, really well. So what I've seen from a speaker's perspective is there are ways to do this, yep. right? If you yep. want to do it, organizations are are willing to work with you. I think the job I wouldn't want to be in for the last year is somebody selling event planning space in Las mm -hmm. Vegas. I think mm -hmm. that a tough, tough uh, world to be in. Uh, that would be like the cancellation department. But you know what? Yeah. Last March, in one four-day period, 80% of my booked business evaporated. Yeah. So you know what? we've all been there, but it'll all come back. I'm sure. developing new things. I think what I'm hearing from you, Gene, is the watchword, the call sign, the word of the day is reinvention, reinvention, reinvention. Don't get stale. The market is going to catch up to us. I mean, those of us like you and me, and I'm very proud of what I've done, and I'm proud of you. I love, and so many of my speaker friends, not enough, not as many as I would like, who have reinvented. I think the market is now going to catch up to us. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, Todd, I, I just just unsolicited advice for you. Your setup is fantastic. Um, what you're doing is the right thing. Keep an eye out because there are new technologies coming and out there. Tell for us. Zoom and for um, what is called like it's called. Mm, in fact, you know what? While I've got it here, I'm, I hope you don't mind me if I, if you just no, because no, my, my final closing question was going to be. I know you also have your thumb on technologies on yeah. what's new. So what's this one is called. I'm just. I'm, I'm going to tell you this one. It's called. It's called. 
I got to spell it for you because it's called M M M H M M. Okay, and it is a just just one example of a tool. It's a Zoom tool that can not only give you animation, like you know how you're you're talking right now. It can it can float your talking points around you. It can bring an animation around you as well. It can, it's designed to spruce up Zoom presentations, right? And I think we're only on the very beginning of this because you said you've got another camera there. There's, and I noticed you reached over to like switch the cameras, three cameras, right? Yeah. So it'll the, the, it'll be easier to set up. You'll have, you know, th there's um, the remote control in your hand. There are companies that are now developing this where you could just flip just by your hand, like, a, you know, just flip camera to camera type of thing. Yeah. I guess my point is, is that you're doing this right now. You're going to look back at your setup now, <laughs> years from now, and be like, oh, my God, that was like the dark ages. You're uh, right. going to say, wow, that was so 2021. I know, I know. But, uh, my, I guess my advice to you and to any other speaker who's doing this is um, keep your mind open for this stuff. And when you yeah. hear this stuff, try it out, you know, use it because I'm telling you the smart speakers will be jumping all over this stuff and they're the ones that will be make their, their presentations that much more um, engaging and fun and all that. You know what I want to be doing when I speak is uh, if I talk about um, cash flow tips or something like that, like, you know, as part of a presentation, I, I want it to be where I can then be like thrown into the middle of a factory. You know what I mean? And I'm, I could be talking as if there's like a factory around me and pointing it out. And then I switch to another topic and it takes me to another place. And, and I've got that going on around me, like very much like, you know, like, like, um, um, you know, uh, like virtual reality kind of looking, do you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's going to happen as well. It's not here yet. Um, and I think it'll be, those will be really fun types of presentations to do. So. Well, Gene, listen, I needed personally, and I'm sure the, 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 the one person listening to this live or three people, whatever it might be, but it's going to get posted. Uh, and it'll be on my Toddcast site. Good. We needed a dose of optimism this morning. I definitely did. I, I, every single day, uh, you know, I find it a little bit harder to get that same level of juice going. Um, I, I was I was kidding with a friend the other day and my, my wife, you know, yells at me constantly about the amount of coffee I drink. I said, you know, two cups used to keep me going. Now I feel like I need a pot and I'm just barely have the juice to, you know, the energy to, to keep going. And I, you know, yeah. certainly I'm not a guy who, you know, needs, you know, needs, uh, you know, jacked up yeah. too much. But uh, even at my advanced age, I still have a lot of good energy. Now, listen, I have, I have to say to you, Todd, um, one of the things that's helped me through this, I like I do like to read. Um, you know, I like to watch a lot of TV, but I like to read and um, I, I, you know, I like to read some history and it really does put things when you read it, you know, oh, a yeah. so like I finished a book recently called the splendid in the vile, um, mm. which is by a name by a guy named, of Eric Larson, who's written a bunch of other great books. Sure, you, sure. The, was, the devil's uh, something. He yeah. Wrote. The devil's garden. Right. Yeah. And the, yeah, that's the uh, beast in the garden or whatever. Yeah. It's called. Anyway, yeah. He, he, uh, this Splendid in the Vial is about Churchill's first year in office in 1940. Okay. Yep. And you think we got problems now. Imagine living in London during the Blitz oh. where tens of thousands of people were dying each week. Uh, you know, everything's being bombed out. You're being bombed by the journal. And there was this threat of invasion, you know, in, you know, and, you know, because that's what everybody thought that Germany was just going to invade. So you think things are bad now. We got, life is good. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're okay now. It just puts things into perspective. It that does. Is bad it does. Now, and you know. and I'm, I'm actually reading John Meacham's book on John Lewis right now. Um, okay. 
And, you know, I love John Meacham and, and uh, you know, he's like on that list of authors I've always wanted to meet. And, you know, yeah. maybe, you know, Pat Conroy was was the other one, but he passed away uh, sadly uh, a few right. years back. And, I, you know, I'm just a big fan of his work. Right. And, you know, I have to tell you that I, I'm all, you know, I think we're always looking for ways to divert. Um, yep. You know, I'm a big TV watcher. I can't even, you know, someone said to me the other day, have you seen the so-and-so show? I said, is it on Netflix or Hulu? I'm like, no, I'm like, well, then I don't watch network TV anymore. Because it, it just pales in comparison, right? Who wants to watch commercials? I like, know. You know, who cares? You know, so I think we're all looking for ways to uh, keep the vital juices up. And I think your point about reading is a great diversion. You know, my, my wife, Karen, reads uh, almost every night. I lay in bed and I unfortunately watch videos. I'll tell you what I've been watching a lot of is on YouTube, yep. they have these amazing videos of auto, automobile manufacturing plants and they're highly detailed. And I've always been fascinated by that. Like, you know, the logistics, you know, how, how you get this engine to this car with these wheels exactly at the right moment, exactly on time, uh, so, you know, and uh, supply chain is fascinating stuff to me. I know that's that makes, fascinating. Yeah, I know that makes me kind of a nerd. But that's uh, funny. It's a, now I just watched on YouTube literally just last night because I, I like to watch and listen to a lot of stuff on YouTube. Um, like Kennedy's speech to the nation, oh, yeah. right, announcing the Cuban Missile Crisis. And again, I just watch it, and I just it puts you back into that time. And you again, it just I like having perspective to say like yeah. as bad as this has you know been this this thing, let alone politically stuff that's going on. Um, I can be like, listen, this stuff has happened since the dawn of human time. Yes. Imagine living during the Cuban Missile Crisis and hearing this speech from your president. You you, you, you must have been freaking out. Well, um, it's all relative. It's all you know, relative. And I'll just say one more thing on that since we're a little little off topic, but you and I, have, you and I do this so well together. Uh, you know, I think about what's happened and I'm not getting any, I'm not bringing politics into this at all. Yes, I will just say, I'm looking at all the anger in the country right now. And part of me thinks, what are you so angry about? You're alive, you have a job, your kids for the most part are hopefully getting a reasonable education, you you have healthcare benefits. Yep. What exactly have you lost? I know, I know. <laughs> I know. so angry about being in this glorious country we live in, right? I mean, I, you know, we are far from perfect, God knows. But I, I mean, I, I'm just grateful. I'm a cancer survivor, as you know. I am yeah. grateful to get up every day and just say I am still beating up, beating it up, right? And yep, um, yep. I, I agree. And you, that's exactly the right attitude to have. And I just remember, like, I, um, my, uh, an uncle of mine died a couple of years ago. He was in his 80s, and I remember he lived through the war uh, in England. And I asked him, you know, I'd be like, so, you know, would you prefer to be living like back in the good old days or, you know, or today? And he looked at me like I was out of my mind. He's like, today, of course, you kidding me? Yeah. Look at all we have, you know, like we have to just appreciate that. Um, we will get through these things. The economy, of course, is going to come back and it will come back strong. Uh, yes. For those of you that are in the speaking business, you will be fine. But like I said, um, you should be taking advantage of some of these great new opportunities. I think. COVID has accelerated a lot of these things, a lot of trends that were already happening, like, yeah. like virtual and e-commerce. Uh, take advantage of them. You're doing they'll it. Be, they'll be writing about the upside to all of this yeah. one day. And and while we don't feel it now, and I'm certainly no advocate of everybody going home forever because 
I'm with you and that people desperately need people. I know people who are quote unquote introverts who are literally dying to go back into an office just to be away, right. just to get that, you know, that, that break, you know, we're not meant to be locked up like this at 24 by seven. Gene, I love you, man. We've been friends a long time. You, uh, you, 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 even though I hardly ever see it, you're, you're one of those friends out there that I know if we need each other, we pick up the phone. It's like Agreed. it was yesterday. It Agreed. was no big deal. Um, uh, I'll see you back here in Philly, uh, you know, this weekend, next week, whoever we'll grab lunch. We're going to have you back on. If you'll give us, if you'll give love to. My, my massive audience of four here, if you'll give us a little more of your, uh, of your, of your brilliance, because you have so many interesting things to talk about. Um, any final closing remarks on technology or the future or hope or being positive, all of which you exude go. I think we said it all. Um, I, I, you know, having work-life balance, mental health, being prepared for the future, pivoting, taking advantage of some of these trends. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll have this conversation a year from now, Todd, and this whole year will be uh, quite a memory to have. Um, but we'll move forward from there. And I look forward to seeing everybody out and about Me too. in Vegas. Me, in fact, I'm going to be in Vegas in in uh, at the end of May at the moment for uh, for for the AED uh, National Summit. They're having me back. So there you go. Uh, hey Good. everybody, I'm Todd Cohen. A special thanks to my awesome, amazing, well-rounded, knows everything about something or something about everything. <laughs> Gene Marks. We should That's all funny. have a friend and a colleague who has your back, like Gene has mine. And I got to tell you that you cannot put a price tag on. So, Gene, thank you for that. Thanks, and Todd. everybody, I'll be back with another Toddcast. I don't know, eventually. And uh, we're going to have Gene back on again. And we're going to talk just about technology and, and sort of these up and coming. I'm going to ask you to do your top 10 tools that we oh, should yeah. be looking at to make our lives easier. Email me the name of that company mm -hmm, or, mm -ha, or whatever it is. And. And everybody, this will be posted on all the social media channels really, really soon. I'm Todd Cohen. Have a great day. Have a profitable day. Stay awesome. Get the hell out of your house and go see another human being. Peace. To hear more exciting Toddcasts or to book Todd live for your event, please visit toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd. That's toddcohen.com slash book dash Todd or call 866-515-9445.